Welcome to Cardinal Corner, a podcast created by Cardinal Home Center. I'm your host, Maggie Glass. I'm joined again today with local realtor, Stacia Rice. For the third episode in our realtor series, we're going to be talking about how to add instant curb appeal to your home. So the first question we have is, what do you see that makes homes stand out aesthetically from a maintenance point of view? So from my perspective, I, I see houses, you know, hundreds a month, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that curb appeal does is creates that first impression. So from a maintenance standpoint, when, for example, shrubbery is overgrown or when you walk up and you see peeling paint or having areas that appear to have damage to wood, it tells clients that, my buyer clients, that the house maybe hasn't been well cared for and that they might be looking at major repairs and or investment on their part in order to keep it up to snuff. So that first impression can be really important. And so curb appeal from a getting ready to sell standpoint, but even just the value of your home and in the neighborhood is really important. And maintaining integrity of a lot of your outdoor areas is really important to the overarching value of your home as well. So water is not a friend (laughs) to homes. So most of the issues that we see having to deal with even in like a home inspection situation is rotting wood because of water infiltration. Mm -hmm. So the easiest way to make sure that doesn't happen is to keep it painted, making sure that your gutter downspouts go away from your foundation. Any typical, you know, issues that can arise both in a basement or crawl space or even splashback onto um, siding can happen just from not having your gutters, you know, appropriately managed. And so things like vines growing up and shrubbery, all of those things can actually be issues to certain types of siding. So it's important also to keep track of that. It sounds like some of these things are tasks that I may not notice every day walking in and out of the house, but I should probably check up on every now and then. Sure. I mean, I think that um, a lot of people try to utilize the seasons to Mm -hmm. help, you know, remind them to do certain things, Right. right? So gutter maintenance is super important to make sure that the water is, you know, going from your roof and out and away from the house. But it makes sense to do that, you know, maybe right after the leaves have fallen, right? right? You know, make sure that they're good and clean if any snow falls. But, you know, so seasonally there can be some of that. Spring's a great time too, right? I'm not a great green thumb. I'm <laughs> going to preface Me all either. Of <laughs> if it's not screaming for food, it's it's dying in my household. But, um, <laughs> but what I do know is that most things are happy to be trimmed back early, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a good opportunity to both promote growth and healthy looking plants, planting new things, doing fresh mulch in the springtime. So if you just sort of keep some of those things on your your radar, and then because you're going to be up close and personal to your home in those situations, you might have a checklist. So yeah. make sure you're checking all the wood around your house. Some of the places that we see big issues are on decks. There's, I would say probably 50% of the time there's rotting wood around back doors okay. <laughs> down at the bottom because it happens to be a splash area. Those types of things, if maintained, can be easy repairs. The longer they go, the more yeah, extensive right. the rare repair could be. So definitely keeping up with things. And Honestly, a quick Google of home maintenance checklists is a great opportunity. It doesn't really matter when you do it, but as long as you have a basic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
How can a new coat of paint make a difference in curb appeal? In lots of different ways. So not all home surfaces can be painted, right? So vinyl, apparently there are ways you can do it, but I, I don't generally hear it recommended. Okay. But, you know, for example, brick, some people feel really strongly about not painting it, but some people find that it can be a really nice refresh of those things. If you have peeling paint on any types of wood or like masonite, that is an opportunity for water to get into those products and they will rot, right? So that alone, just from like, you don't want water then rotting your, the outside of your house, then getting into the sheathing and then the structure of your house. Those are, those are bad things. So paint is a barrier. And as long as outside of the aesthetics, right? Choosing colors that are bright and cheerful Mm -hmm. or fresh and all of those types of things, I think you can do that. It's costly though, right? You know, to paint a whole house. So sometimes... I can look at a house and say, you know what? Honestly, if we just we we need to paint that trim anyway, let's let's change out the color of the trim, right? Have a different coordinating color with mm-hmm. the body. Maybe leave the body alone if it just needs to be washed. You could find yourself brightening things up with the fresh coat of paint on your door. And shutters are one of those big things that often find themselves looking pretty dingy. And yeah. you, they're really not that most of them can be actually painted and either in place or brought down and painted. Yeah. So you can change the look of that pretty easily as well. Are there any changes you don't recommend? I think it's all preferential, to be honest with you. There's there's always going to be a market for just about anything. I think the one thing that I find is maybe a little out of vogue and makes the interior of a home a little more dark would be like awnings over windows and things like that. And so I think depending on the scenario, you, there are, I guess I could back up and say, it depends on what your goals are, right? If your goals are just to improve the outside of your home, then if you're a person who really likes you know, plantings and focus on that. If the hardscapes that you have are in great shape, you don't necessarily need to change them out, right? But if they're not, that can certainly, Mm -hmm. you know, a a better and more safe pathway or something more aesthetically pleasing in a patio or a deck, like all those things, honestly, and we, we definitely saw after the pandemic, the outdoor space is becoming a lot more important. So I don't know that there's anything I would say don't do, but uh, if you were looking to improve in order to sell, then I think your what you do and the amount that you invest is should be limited, okay. right? Limit to the things that are issues, right? Like uh, actual problems, um, rotting wood, all those types of things, unsafe things. But, you know, that would be a great opportunity to focus maybe on just the trim and not the whole body of the house. Yeah. If your deck is in decent repair but needs, you know, a new coat of stain, do that. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily expand your deck or the patio at that time. Are there any lawn care projects you would recommend? I would say that a green lawn is... It's, it seems to be very amenable to everybody, mm-hmm. whether or not that is a perfectly golf course type green or it's just yeah. plants that look green that have been mown. That I think doesn't really matter, especially when you're getting ready to buy a house or, you know, so you're getting it ready for sale. I think fresh mulch around planting beds and trimming back your your shrubs are probably way more important than worrying about whether or not the whole house or the whole lawn is, you know, perfectly green and, and, and ready to go. If you have major bare spots or, for example, you have a pet that likes to dig in certain areas, 
it's not a bad idea to give your, if you know you're going to be listening a few months, to put a little seed down and things like that. But generally speaking, as long as it's mowed and it's not overgrown, especially like in this area, we do have a lot of uh, homes that'll back to woods and things like that. You might consider clearing some of that out just a little bit. It allows people to see the potential for it in there. And it actually... If it's on your property, it expands the amount of usable space. Yeah, which is always a good thing when you're trying to sell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I think the other thing that is a great idea for outdoor spaces is to kind of bring the inside out. So you can have front porches or stoops that are just sort of welcoming, right? But if you have the space or on a front porch or in the backyard, like with a patio or a deck, just having a grill out there it may not be suiting you as a, in your actual lifestyle, but also like, for example, if obviously as a realtor, I, <laughs> I have a slant towards um, preparing for sale, but creating little outdoor living spaces is really important yeah. and it helps people see how they might want to use it. And also it's a lot of fun to be yeah. spend time outside. And so thinking about your furniture, a couple of tips, I wouldn't overdo it, right? You still want to be able to move around and you don't want to have too much in any one area and the other thing was just to make sure it's clean um that's the tricky thing about especially in the spring around Mm -hmm. here that pollen is terrible and everything can get kind of dingy and gross and so just sort of making sure that's good to go and if you're thinking about this just from your own standpoint living there there are some rather attractive ways that you can store cushions and things like that away so that they have longer longevity and so they're they're not all you know just the little ugly bench things there's some interesting ones that you potentially find a way to you know easily both keep things clean but also you know um, extend the life of the the furniture that you're using just like kind of like what we talked about in the last episode with just creating even if you don't use that space in a certain way showing people that they could themselves when they move in that sort of thing yeah staging a property sort of to get ready for sale again doesn't necessarily have everything to do with how you use the space Mm -hmm. but what the potential for buyers might see and and at the end of the day people don't have as much imagination as you might think (laughs) so helping them to see it you know with some basic uh, and this is something your realtor can help you with as well right absolutely the preparing for sale you don't necessarily need a i mean certainly you can hire a company like ours to be able to do that but many realtors have these skill sets and they have an eye for how things are going to show up in marketing and can really help guide you and in the end you know taking the time and energy to edit or store away things that are creating sort of a cluttered feel even though it might be a little inconvenient to live without it for a little while or to spend the time to do it typically has a huge return on investment because it's kind of low cost right yeah just time and energy all right thank you so much yeah absolutely if you want to learn more about what we talked about today you can visit our website at www.cardinalcornerpodcast.com